0: How are you doing today? I hope you're doing well. My name is Stuart Smith with Winning Life Ministries, and it is my pleasure to be your instructor in our Fundamentals of the Faith class number three. What I want you to do right now is invite some of your friends to come over to this feed because this is a special Resurrection Weekend lesson. Now, as you do that, I want to talk to you just a minute. First of all, in this world, there's a lot of opinions, a lot of ideas. We talked last time about prayer. And we talked about how people pray to different gods. And some people think of prayer as meditation, looking inside of ourselves and finding solutions, uh, maybe being our own little god, if you will. And we've talked about these things. And then the, the first lesson we had, just to revisit it, was about salvation, about the cross of Christ, about how that, that whole plan of God uh, was to rescue man from the sin and death that he was committed to. Basically, we were uh, sentenced to sin and death because we were born into this world, but Jesus Christ came to break that chain and allow us to be sons and daughters of God again, like it was at first in, that, in the Garden of Eden. So as we talk about these things and we go along, one of the things that came to me this week was people are living their life and they have a lot of anxiety about why am I here? Okay, why am I here? What am I doing on this planet? Some people even feel worthless. It's the truth. They have great despair. They feel like they're not As good as other people maybe they have issues internally Uh, maybe I'm not as tall not as uh, strong not as beautiful not as brilliant you know all of the different things we compare ourselves to other people and there's people who honestly feel like there's no reason to live I think resurrection weekend other people call it Easter is a good weekend to zoom in on those people because those people at one time or another have been me and you. I myself have had thoughts of why am I here. And let me encourage you, if you felt that way before, it's okay. I'm reading the Bible and I see the once great King David in the book of Psalms talking about you know, how miserable he is in some places he actually wrestled with his own mortality and even though god had this great plan uh, david himself at the time was in despair you look at the prophets that, there was one jonah that went to the uh, went to the people of nineveh of course god basically directed him there by great fish uh and and gave him the message and they started uh, repenting and coming to to god <clears throat> and he gets despair and, and he's under a little tree and he just Uh, He just feels like he wants to die when the gourd over his head uh, shrivels up because of a worm. And he just feels like it's over. He wanted to die. You know, a lot of us through the years have seen these things. My son brought it to my attention that a hundred and some people a day kill themselves. Over 40,000 people take their own life. And it's a sad Statistic, And my prayer is if you watch this lesson today, that you're going to know that your life has purpose. Okay? Before we get started, I want to pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for every single person that comes to see this video. God, I pray that somehow, some way, you help me to share with them what you want them to know about their purpose. And we surrender to your plans and to your designs in this lesson and give you the praise forevermore. In the name of Jesus, amen. This very week, I had a gentleman come to my office and he was going through some struggles. And this man is actually of another faith. And he asked me for prayer. One of the things I do, if anybody ever asks me for prayer, is pray. I don't just say, well not all the time I don't just say I'll pray for you I want to go ahead and do that and as I began to pray and I got through he said he immediately felt something well that wasn't me that was God hearing his prayer with my prayer even though he might not believe God the way I do because I petitioned God God moved on that man's life and I believe that in our lives sometimes we get lost in the darkness and we honestly don't we talked about prayer last time but we don't think that nobody's listening to us and and we basically feel lost and we're in this big world and we wonder why am i here and and so one of the things i want to just zoom in on right now is your purpose you have a purpose there's a reason that you're on this earth I personally believe, and it's in the scripture, that God watches the moment you're conceived and all of the DNA that's put together and makes you who you are is by his design. If it was a builder, uh, it's like he's rolling out the plans and he said, this is who I want to make, this is who I want to build. And these two people are going to get together and that's who this person's going to be. And as that pan is unrolled and you're birthed into this world, you grow up in whatever environment. Some of you may be wealthy. Some of you may be poor. Some of you may uh, be in a a great big mansion. Some of you may be living in a hut. Whatever your position and stature in life, God has always been there since your moment of conception. And we know that you were made as a believer. Because some of you watching may not be believers. But I want to say, as a believer, I believe God created you with a purpose. Now, for one minute, I want to take and look at the other side of the coin. In the darkness of what's going on in the world, there's a group of people, and some of you may be them, that doesn't believe God, doesn't believe there is a God, there's no reason for, to even accept creation, because everything's uh, evolution, evolution. And uh, because of that, you know you just are who you are, and your truth is your truth, my truth is my truth. And, and, and so there's that darkness that and when I, the reason I say darkness is because there's just this confusion about why you exist. And in that theory of evolution, it talks about the strongest surviving, and basically, there's no moral, uh, moral code because it really doesn't matter that you're even on the planet because you are another creature you are just an animal and you are descendant of chimpanzees and, and, and fish and slimy things so you really don't matter in that world it's just whatever you can do to get more greed envy hate lust strife, worry depression All of these things come about when you don't have a purpose and there's no reason for you to even be on this planet. You want all you can get as soon as you can get it. You see someone who has more than you, you want what they got. Why do you think a thief steals? He doesn't steal because he feels like he has a purpose other than I want what you've got. It's because of that idea of evolution. The the strongest survive, the one who takes what he wants or she wants when they want it, they are the the ones in charge. And unfortunately, that idea is what causes people to slip into depression because they don't see I have any hope. I don't have a future. There's no reason for me To even get excited about waking up in the morning because it's just a dog eat dog world will allow me to present you as who you really are. You are amazing. You are wonderful. You are incredible. I believe, because of my faith in Jesus Christ and because of what I've read in the Holy Scriptures, that God wonderfully designed you and made you who you are. Some of you can sing. Some of you couldn't carry a tune in a bucket. Some of you can dance, and it's okay to dance. David danced in the Bible. Excuse me if I get in trouble with some of you for that. But we can worship and adore God in heaven who made us amazing who we are. And that doesn't mean sometimes you're not going to have problems. It doesn't mean sometimes you won't have a little worry, but what it does mean is your life has a purpose. And what I want to talk about now is God's plan. Because if you know your purpose goes right in hand with God's plan, then you've got a a, a walk to walk. You've got a path that's laid out before you your your steps have been ordered and heaven itself heaven itself has paid attention to you as an individual and no matter what situation you are in life there's a reason for your breathing there's a reason for you to go on I wrote a book called seeking to win and in my book I talk about my wife's favorite verse jeremiah 2911. It says, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. To give you a future and a hope. Can I say it again? A future and a hope. That's what God says He has for you. So many people put God in a box. He's over here in this box. He's a mean God. He hates the games. He hates this one. He hates that one. And they see God as just this vengeful God. And He wants everybody to be punished for all of their bad things. And that's not the God that I serve. Even though one day when we do evil and we reject God, we may face the, the hand of wrath, God is a loving God. And He said, "It says in Jeremiah 29, He has a plan for good for you. He has a design for that it is so wonderful that if you were to see it now, it'd blow your mind what God can do with your life if you surrender. I'm from the uh, holiness background. We raise our hands when we praise the Lord. And in my mind, that's symbolic of the surrender. It's like we're surrendering. God You are in charge. You are in control. I am here. I belong to you. I surrender. And I believe with all my heart that if you will surrender to God's plan, then your purpose will become unveiled. You'll begin to understand more that you're on this earth to make a difference. I don't care what country you're watching this video from. God knows your geography. He knows if you're in a little town on a dirt trail in the Horn of Africa, or He knows if you're in a high tower somewhere in New York City. God knows your geography. He knows your situation. He knows the family you came from. He knows the environment, the workplace, maybe the school if you're in school. But God's plan and God's purpose in your in this world, if you will surrender to God's plan, we just read it, that he has plans for your good, then you will understand that you're on this earth to make a difference. You say, well, Stuart, that sounds like a lot of hooey. Well, <laughs> It does, to some people, sound like baloney. Let's just say it. But it's reality. The reality is you have talents. You have gifts. There's certain thing that is coded in your DNA that God wrote it in there that you can do better than I can do. Some things you can do better than anybody else. You know, because you are an individual and you have great value. The Bible tells us, and as a believer, I, I, I see this as the pivot of history that Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins and my sins. So if you are of such great importance to God that he was willing, according to John three sixteen, to give his only son, his only begotten son, that whosoever, and that's me and you and him and her, that's your neighbor, your friends, your people that you don't like, God... Died, sent his son to die for all of us, every single one of us. But the beautiful part of this particular weekend, Resurrection Weekend, also known as Easter, is that we know he lives. And because Jesus Christ lives, when you're going through this world and you're on your purpose, if you will, the mission that you have in your life that God has for you to make a difference to mankind then you're not walking alone. You're not by yourself if you've asked Jesus to come into your heart and your life. To be honest with you, if you haven't asked Jesus to come into your heart and life, you're in between two worlds. You're in between light and darkness. And if you're between the two, darkness will swallow you because you don't have that rescue That Jesus Christ provided through his sacrifice. You're you're not in the the safety of salvation. So your life purpose is a mute point. If you don't know the Lord as your Savior, you can do all the good in the world, but you'll never have real joy. You'll never have real peace. These three, three are known as the greatest things in the Bible. Is faith, hope, and love. And the Bible says the greatest of these is love. And he said you'll know his people because this is one of the things. They will have love. Well, I can say, even with my wife's permission, I love you. I do. I have enough love because God installed it within me to love every single one of you. And to love you enough to tell you The truth. It's not this fluffy kind of love that just pats you on the back and lets you keep going away from God because that's not real love. Basically, that's destructive. And that's giving you a a, a ticket to to a very dark and and horrible place. You know, the place everybody thinks about, that box where God's vengeful. Well, that place wasn't made for you. You know it as the name of hell. Hell was never made for you. God never wanted you to go there. That's why he sent his son Jesus to rescue you so you never have to go to that eternal darkness that you could have life and have it everlasting. Oh, you've heard that story many, many times. Well, listen to it one more time. God has a purpose for your life. I remember as a kid, a song. He's got the whole world in his hands. If you'll pause for a minute and understand the truth of that children's song, God's hand is big enough to hold the world in it, but small enough to put in your hand and hold it. God's power is awesome enough to create the universe and then to bring you personal comfort in your heart when you have great loss and when you're going through difficulty. See, God's ways are different than men's ways. This isn't about religion. This is about relationship. This is about you being able, and we talked about it last lesson in prayer, to talk to God who created all things because Jesus Christ has opened the gate and allowed you to have that intercession and that talk with him. The Bible says Jesus is our mediator and our advocate. So he's he's come to earth and he's gone back to heaven. And now at the right hand of God, he is there. And when you pray, he reminds his father, listen to them. Because I died for them. I died and I rose again for them, father. He reminds us. And we're we're God's children because of that. We're God's children. Now, earlier I mentioned gays, and I I don't mean to offend anybody, but that's just one of the the traditional things people first, they go to that. I want to say that is not a lifestyle. It's a life choice. And I say this again with love. God has designed you as an individual to be loved, and that's one of the reasons you go to that life choice is because you want to be loved. And I want to say, I love you. But according to the Holy Scriptures, God wants you to understand first, love Him with everything you've got. God wants you to just surrender to Him, whoever you are, whatever your habits may be, my habits, you know, we all have them. God wants you to come just like you are and let Him impress upon your heart what is right and what is wrong. And as you read His Scripture, He'll guide you to what real love is, what real connection is. He wants you to have the real thing. He wants you to have true love that is God-honoring. It's just something that's a blessing about your creation of God. And again, going back to Genesis, he made them male and female. And one of the things the enemy's trying to do, and the enemy's that one who's the Lord of the darkness, he's trying to confuse people about that. But God loves you, and he made you male or female. And he just wants you to understand who you are and your purpose in this earth and how it's connected to his plan. Now I want to talk about man's plan. Now man's plan is to direct you, even people like me. They want you to do what they want you to do, right? Right. Okay? I'm not telling you to do what I'm telling you to do. I'm saying this is what I see as God's plan and God's purpose. But I want you to dare to find your place in the family of God. I want you to dare to kneel before the throne of God after you ask Jesus in your heart and say, Okay, God, here I am just like I am. You may have tattoos. You may have uh, punk rock hair. You may have nose rings, tongue rings. Hey, all of that's between you and God. I love you, God loves you, and I want him to have a plan for your life that you can see, that it gets unrolled and you can get a a look at it. And that's where your purpose comes in. But man's plan is to control you. Politicians, religious leaders, professors at your university, you know, all of these different groups of people, they want possession of you. They want you to follow them. And I want to say to you today, don't follow anyone except for Jesus. Jesus Christ. Don't listen to what the world clatters about who Jesus was. I want you to find out who Jesus is in the scripture. I dare you to look for yourself. What did he have to say? Jesus elevated women up to a, a status equal to men in a time in history where women were treated as less in so much that it, it took more than one woman to speak in a court of law. I think it was three or four women to speak to equal one man's testimony. He also looked at the value of children. He, talk, he said, suffer the little children to come to me for such is the kingdom of heaven. Even when people might, at that particular time in history, they would sacrifice children to their gods. So Jesus had a look on humans because he came to be one of us. He, God in the flesh, Son of God, the man, Emmanuel, God with us, came into the earth so he could feel us, know what we're all about. Even though he was part of the creation, he wanted to come here and walk among us. So know who he is, not who he was, because Jesus Christ is alive. One of the things that I have challenged people to, uh, in my my talking on the Facebook is that the resurrection of Jesus Christ underlines who he is—the Son of the Living God, the one who is alive, who was dead and is alive. Now, the world will say it was a hoax. There's no proof that it was ever a hoax. Everything points to the event of the resurrection being real. So it's in that we know we can we can hang our hats, is what some people would say, on the truth that what he said was real because he did what he said he would do. He died on the cross three days later, he rose again, he ascended up into heaven, and he it was a promise made that when he went to heaven, that he would come back again. I'm not going to get into that in this lesson. This is the third lesson. But I'm saying that everything in humankind pivots on that resurrection day, which we call Easter. That's what gives us purpose, is because we know that we can be children of God as we invite Jesus Christ to come into our hearts and be our Lord. And our Savior. Then we're basically adopted. God takes us from what would be death and brings us to life, and He gives us life everlasting. And joy is yours to be had—a kind of joy that promiscuous sex, overindulgence of alcohol and drugs, all of that stuff will never give you. Temporarily, you may feel good, but the next day. You're back to where you started. The joy Christ gives is everlasting. To everlasting. He promised, he said, I would, that your joy would be made full. I know I've seen people who are supposed to be Christians, and i have looked in the mirror at myself. And sometimes I don't look very happy. Well, it's not about happiness. It's about joy. The difference between the two, happiness, is almost like putting on a suit of clothes. I can be happy. I cannot be happy. It's kind of like, it's just a dress. You're wearing something and for a little while, you've got the smile, but after a while, it goes away. But joy is something deep inside that allows you to just instantly just think, wow, when you see the sun rise or the sun set or a flock of birds fly over. You may just, It may be just the wind blowing through the trees, and you watch as they sway together. I don't know. Little things will cause this joy to bubble up inside of you. You'll know this. It's just a wondrous creation. I know that that may be hard for you to understand if you're not yet a believer. But I promise you, this is a guarantee that if you'll take, just take. God in his word that he's inviting you to be in his family he's inviting you to live a life with purpose he's inviting you to be more than just a human okay that's right God wants you to live forever that's what the Lord Jesus Christ brings is life everlasting human beings die they're buried they turn to dirt And if you're following the path of evolution, you're just a pile of walking, talking dirt. But if you'll see your purpose is more than human, that God has a plan for your life that goes way past your 99 years that you may live on this earth, that you can make an impact, that it will be a ripple effect for hundreds of years if this world is spared, just by being who God designed you to be. By being a person who carries faith in their heart, hope in their soul, love in their being. You go and you bring peace where there may be fighting and confusion and and people confronting one another. I mean, you can go to someone who totally disagrees with you and reach out in love. And even if they fight you, you're going to have peace in your heart. Because you know Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace. Also, that joy I was talking about, I want you to have it. I want you to have it. Some of you have been really in a bad, dark place. And I want to say, God, bring the light. Lord, bring the light. I'm praying for some joy to just just seep in under the door of your despair. And fill your room. And cause you to, to grab a hold of life again. To finally breathe again. You know? Don't don't be, it's like the anaconda. Don't be smothered by despair. But believe God can cut through that old snake of depression and bring hope and life and breath again to you. It can happen. It can happen. It can happen right now. But the confidence is something I wanted to finish with. I want you to know, because you know, not because Stuart told you, not because the Pope told you, not because some other leader told you, but because you know, you have a confidence that you have that relationship with God. He's your father, and you're his son or his daughter. Okay? On resurrection morning... The tomb was empty. You can go to Jerusalem today, it's still empty. You'll never find Jesus Christ's bones in this earth because Jesus Christ is not dead. He wants to live in your life. He wants to guide you through your purpose and give you the wonders of his fellowship and his majesty. You are wonderful. You are wonderful are precious. You are a gift to this earth. And God has a purpose if you will surrender. Thank you for watching. I hope you have a wonderful resurrection weekend. And we'll see you again lesson four. Thank you.